I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snap back for Rush Fields hangs in there, starts to close, he leaves the pocket, ejects left to the 10, to the 5, bulls into the end zone for the touchdown! Touchdown Bears! Penalty marker, far side of the field goal. Holding on Miami, put it on the board, baby. Justin Fields, <laughs> an 8-yard touchdown run, and they're on their feet at Soldier Field, 13-9 Miami. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker, and you heard it there. Justin Fields bringing the people in Chicago to their feet on Saturday in a preseason game. Let's ask Mike Lombardi about that and a lot else here. Joining the show now is Odyssey NFL insider Michael Lombardi. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights that sportsbooks don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. You can also hear Michael on the GM Shuffle, his weekly podcast available on the Odyssey app. Mike, this weekend we got to see the rookie quarterbacks debut, including Justin Fields. What did you make of Fields' first impression in Chicago? And and obviously the countdown now is uh, to when he takes that job from Andy Dalton. You know, I thought it was a good first experience for him. Obviously, the game kind of moves a little faster for younger players. But I think at the end of the day, I think you have to realize, where are you as a football team? You know, where are the Bears? Are we going to be a Super Bowl contender? I know they went to the playoffs last year, but are they really a playoff team? Watching them defensively, uh, you know, yesterday or Saturday against the, 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 the Miami Dolphins, they didn't look like they're playing at their highest level yet. So I think it what gives them the most opportunity is to play fields, let them put, build the offense around what fields does really well and grow. I mean, you bring in Jason Peters back to be a, a swing, a tackle for you when you know Peters the last two years has had a, overcome a lot of injuries. And to me, because of the offensive line that you put Andy Dalton back there, is a, he's going to get hit. He's going to get hurt. I think you need somebody who can move and make a play with his feet as much as his arm. You know, you mentioned that offensive line. Is there other holes that the Bears are not addressing yet? Or or is everyone just too excited about what they're getting out of fields right now? Well, I mean, look, they, you know, the Bears, I think there's a lot of question marks, but it's early. You know, we don't know exactly what that is. Khalil back on a play to the level he played two years ago, three years ago. You know, Akeem Hicks, you know, he had 12 quarterback pressures last year. He can inside pressure. He wants the new contract. I think the secondary has got to be determined whether they have a cover guy to replace Kyle Fuller. There's a lot of questions. And then that offensive line, to me, is a significant question. And to go along with, you know, how good are they going to be offensively within the scheme? You know, it's a question mark. I mean, that scheme, you know, everybody thinks it's the Kansas City Chiefs scheme because Nagy came from Kansas City, but yet it doesn't operate that way. So I think it's a, it's got a ways to go yet before we see exactly what's going to happen. 
Mike, uh, let's jump to Trey Lance. He got some playing time on Saturday night for the Niners for a big bomb for a touchdown pass. Everyone is very excited about Trey Lance. And really, it feels like whatever quarterback Kyle Shanahan has is going to find a way to succeed. He's that good of an offensive coach. But they obviously have Jimmy Garoppolo there. He's the starter for now. Did what you saw out of Trey Lance change your mind about the timeline at all? Or do you still think this will be Garoppolo to start the season? I mean, look, you know, you can grade the one touchdown pass, but I think I, I think at the end of the day, you know, Trey Lance got four sacks, was late with the ball, almost threw two interceptions. It was a little bit of a kind of what we expected, a guy who hasn't played a lot of football, only threw 319 passes in college. I think it's going to take him some time to learn the game. I mean, this is a team that's competing for the Super Bowl. I mean, this is a team that has a real chance to – uh, to win the a- NFC West. And I think if they try to play a young player who's not ready, and clearly just watching that first game, it doesn't appear that he's ready at all. And I think it's going to take some time. I mean, it, it, and this is not to be negative towards Trey Lance. It's just this is the, the growing process, and it takes time. And it depends on where your team is. If your team is no good, like when Peyton Manning walked into Indianapolis, you know, you play them and you learn and you grow. When Troy Aikman walked into Dallas, you play them, you learn, you grow. But when your team's competing for a Super Bowl and you think you have a quarterback who's led you to a Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo, it would be hard for me to imagine that you're going to bench him to put a young player in who's unproven, who's late with the throws, who's not really comfortable with the offense yet, assuming he will be next year. I think you're hurting your team. You know, talking about uh, rookie quarterbacks, young quarterbacks on, you know, teams that are competing and teams that most likely will not compete. The biggest name out there when it comes to rookie quarterbacks is Trevor Lawrence. Is the expectation just too unrealistic? Is this doomed to fail, or is this something that t- fans can actually take their time and see something building over the next couple of years? Well, I mean, first of all, it starts, he's got to get some protection, right? I mean, you know, in the first game, the, the Browns had their backup defensive lineman in the game, and Jacksonville had their starting O-line, and Trevor got sacked on the third play of the game. The right tackle got pushed back, and he couldn't really make any throws. So you got to protect the guy. You've got to be able to really handle it. And you've got to be able to give him a chance to be successful. I think that's ultimately what you saw with Miami. I mean, they were very careful. They wanted Tua to be successful in that game. They gave him a lot of throws. So he looked the right way and it builds his confidence. I think that's ultimately what you want to do as you're developing these young quarterbacks. So, you know, it's going to be an ongoing process. I think there's no doubt about that, you know, but I think Trevor's a good enough player. But the team needs to be around them, and they need to play as well, too. And that offensive line didn't help them on uh, Saturday night. Odyssey NFL insider Mike Lombardi joining us here on BetQL Daily. Mike, it's not just rookie quarterbacks that we're uh, getting first impressions of. It's also rookie coaches. Dan Campbell has made a lot of headlines for his personality (laughs) quotes. Uh, He's going to be entertaining. We'll find out if he can coach or not. It's a rebuilding effort in Detroit. But I know you were uh, critical of, of maybe some game management, what you saw with him in his first game. Give us your thoughts on Dan Campbell. First time we're watching him now as a head coach in Detroit. Well, I mean, look, there's, there, there is the preseason, and then there's the, you do things right no matter what the season is, right? So he's got a chance. He's got second and 10. The, the Buffalo Bills have one timeout. The clock is at like 142 to go in the game. Now, you know, you've got it, and he's in very makeable field goal range. I mean, I think he was inside the 10-yard line. So if he runs the ball there, they call timeout. They don't have any more timeouts. If he, on third down, if he runs it again, He's going to run that clock all the way down, utilize as much time as he possibly can, and, you know, then kick the ball back to Buffalo and, you know, and try to hope they have no timeouts and try to hold them from getting a field goal to win the game. You're playing in a dome. You're playing all they need is a field goal. So the field, long field goal is going to be in effect. 
he throws the ball two times, essentially gives Buffalo two more first downs, two more timeouts, and then Buffalo gets the ball to come back and beat them. And people say, well, it's only the preseason. No, you got to do things right. You have to do it the, the right way. That's how you coach your team. I think it was a horrible mistake. It was a horrible first step. I mean, it didn't even seem aware to him to do that, which makes it very concerning. And you could say, well, you know, they wanted to see how the team would operate in two minutes. Well, the, most of those guys who were going to operate in two minutes aren't even going to be on the team. So what, was, what were we going to see? So I, I think it was a miscalculation. And look, I love the enthusiasm. I love the excitement. But you got to do things right. You know, not only criticism headed his way, but also Anthony Lynn's way uh, as the offensive coordinator. Do you think that's going to be a good team up over there? Or is this going to be an oil and water situation? Or are we just going to start dealing with, you know, an ugly situation in week one and it's just going to be downhill from there? Well, I think this. I think the, you, you have to look at uh, you have to look at it this way. I mean, Anthony Lynn's job is to score points and get first downs. Unless somebody tells him not to throw the ball, then you know. I mean, what do you want him to do? I mean, that's the job of the head coach. The job of the head coach is to manage the game, is to control the game. That's why you have head in front of you. It, it isn't Anthony Lynn's team. It's Dan Campbell's team. Dan Campbell needs to be able to communicate that to him. And say, look, here, I want two runs, and I'm going to kick the field goal, take the clock all the way down. And that's what you do. So to blame Anthony Lynn, I think it's kind of unfair. Anthony Lynn's job is to get first downs and to score points. And unless somebody tells him otherwise, he's going to keep trying to do that. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Michael Lombardi joining us here talking some NFL after week one of the preseason. Mike, uh, Saturday night, Zach Wilson and the Jets against the Giants. I was watching some of that game, and obviously the rookie quarterback's the story. But on the other side, it just felt like Groundhog Day. The Giants' offensive line getting beat up. I, I know they added more skill position players, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney in the first round. They're trying to see if Daniel Jones is, is actually the right fit, the right quarterback, third year here. Do you think they have a good enough offensive line? People like the Giants. It's a good defense, but I, I still question whether they can block enough to win enough football games. Well, I mean, it sure didn't look like it the other night. I mean, and their offensive scheme is always questionable to me. So, uh, you, you know, I think Jason Garrett's got a lot on his plate. I mean, look, they're counting on Daniel Jones to be the guy. But if you can't protect better than they protected, it, it's going to be really a challenge. And they've got to get better production out of their, their, their starting right t their, their tackle and Andrew Thomas, kid they drafted high. 
So, you know, I mean, everything starts up front. If you can't block like the Bears couldn't block, if you can't protect like the Bears and like the Giants, it makes it hard. Here's the reality. Bad offensive lines don't travel well. And when you have a bad offensive line, those road games become really challenging to win. And I think that's going to be a big problem. You know, I have to ask you this question, Michael, because I am the most pathetic creature in the world. I am a Raider fan. And unfortunately, it's been very difficult to be a Raider fan for about, you know, two, two and a half decades. And my question for you, is there anything for this team to look forward to going forward? Tough division. Chargers are becoming a much better franchise. You know what Kansas City is going to continue to be. And so far, can we say that the experiment so far with John Gruden has not been a success? Uh, well, he's 19 and 29. I mean, John Gruden, since the Super Bowl win against the Raiders, is a 43% winning percentage coach in the National Football League. You know, and so I think you, that, that, that speaks volumes, right? You know, I mean, he went down there to Tampa, took over Tony Dungy's team, got Brad, Brad Johnson to play really well, had a defensive staff already in place. And from that point on, he's been a 43% winning percentage coach. So how good of a coach is he? Just because he makes $100 million over 10 years doesn't mean he's the best coach in the league. So I think the Raiders have a lot to prove. I think John Gruden as an offensive coach is good. John Gruden is the general manager and the player development coach and the defensive uh, in charge of the defense has a lot to be proven. Mike, uh, Saturday afternoon, watching a lot of Justin Fields. We, we, we started off with him and, and what the Bears might do. The other side of the field was Tua, though. Second year, up and down rookie year. You know, he wasn't bad, but obviously a lot of those games, Fitzpatrick came in and saved the day. There's no more Ryan Fitzpatrick now. It feels like they're, they're giving Tua the reins. They got him a receiver at number six. Go improve, kid. I saw some good throws, but also an interception, um, you know, within the red zone. That just can't happen. Your thoughts on two as he tries to go from year one to year two. I, I question whether it's going to translate and he can make a big leap in his second year. Well, I think the key for two is going to be can he, can, he, can he hold up in the pocket when he gets pressure inside like what you saw on that interception? Can he see it to be able to throw it? You know, he's late on that throw. When he has a clean pocket, when it's a seven-on-seven seven game, everything's going to, going to look a lot better like he did when he threw the deep pass to Gusecki. You know, so – I think that's going to be the determining factor. You know, in the preseason, nobody rushes you a specific way. Nobody forces you to play. But I can promise you in the opening game against the Patriots, Patriots are going to put a lot of pressure on him inside. Patriots are going to put a lot of pressure trying to force him to throw the ball over the wall, to force him to have to step up in the pocket. And he doesn't have elite scramble ability. He's a good scrambler. I wouldn't say he's elite. He's not Kyler Murray. I think it's going to be a challenge for him. I think he's going to have to throw the ball with rhythm and timing, and he's got to have those those plays around him so that he can not have to rely on being a drop back passer. You know, looking throughout the league, is there something that we think you think personally that we're not talking enough about a player, a team? Is there something that we're looking forward to that you are personally looking forward to that may not be getting the attention it deserves? Well, I mean, look, the the one thing about the national football league, it's pretty well, the coverage is pretty, pretty, pretty comprehensive. Everybody looks through it and, you know, there's such a positive, vein to it i think houston is not a bad team i think everybody just thinks that they're just horrible i think that you know that the sean watson conversation has uh has really become uh problematic and everybody has this dark cloud over them but look i thought they played with great enthusiasm in green bay i thought that tyrod taylor came in he threw four through four passes all of them completed davis mills came in they look like a team that's been beaten up by the media but within their own building, they look fairly confident and, and, and content. I mean, they're right now they're a three-and-a-half-point dog uh, on the road at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. How Jacksonville is favored against anybody, that, that remains to be seen. I think that's part of it. 
think there's always a media story that creates itself, you know, and it's a pile on effect, you know, but you don't see that in how the Texans played the other night. Mike, uh, I, I know there's different teams handle preseason differently. Sean McVay has, has been a proponent of – he doesn't play his players. I think 38 Rams didn't play in their first preseason game, and every team's a little bit different. Where do you lie on that? I know you've been with different organizations. People have been around the NFL, long-time successful people in the NFL. Preseason playing time, do you believe it's important? Have teams gone too far the other way now in resting you know, veterans and starters as they ramp up to the season? Well, I, I think this. I think that you you have to – balance the team right so parcells bill parcells always believed it was like training uh, a boxer you had to have you spar so many f- rounds in the fight before you could actually fight the fight and i think that's a little bit like preseason you got to get your offensive and defensive linemen ready to go because if, if you don't it's september with the heat and humidity your team's going to run out of gas no matter where you play whether you play in florida whether you play in the northeast the heat and humidity will cause you to lose games especially in the fourth quarter when most nfl games are decided anyway so I think that's ultimately what you have to do. You've got to balance that out. And if you're not playing a lot of your guys in the preseason, you've got to be practicing and scrimmaging against them. Great stuff. Michael Lombardi, we appreciate you hopping on. That was Odyssey NFL insider Michael Lombardi. Insider calls are presented by BeckQL. BeckQL is here to help us all make better bets for real, proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BeckQL app or visit BeckQL.com today. You can also hear Michael on the GM Shuffle, his weekly podcast available on the Odyssey app. I'm a listener. It's a great podcast. I love when Mike joins us, Cody. He's got, how about that, just boosting up the Texans. They're not, maybe not as bad as we think. You know, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. And also on top of that, I still feel terrible about being a Raider fan. Well, you should. He, he roasted Gruden pretty fast there. Like, <laughs> had his record offhand, knew the winning percentage. He, the Raiders are in trouble. All right, on the other side, we got a lot to get into, including lightning bets in a few minutes. But first... The card industry? Cody Decker's got some card takes for us, and we'll do a little nickel or dime. Joe Gillio, Cody Decker, Beck UL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook on the Beck UL Network.